0: Gentlemen, welcome to this weekend's edition of the We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host Jared Prugar, and boy did did we find a fever pitch today against Nebraska as Penn State unable to come away uh, with the ups or not with the upset, but with the come from behind victory, losing thirty to twenty three with a last ditch effort late in the game. The fever pitch began in this uh, in the first half, in the first quarter, the first drive, even as Sean Clifford threw an interception. It's at that point you realize, why why are they still trotting him out there? Much like we talked about last week, it's a situation where if this player is hurting you this much, what is the point in, in letting him go out there and continue to do that to your team? Because over the course of the last three weeks, it's been apparent that Sean Clifford is hurting this offense and keeping it from getting to where it needs to go. Now don't get me wrong, there have been offensive line issues and blocking issues uh as well with the running backs. But what we saw today and what we saw uh, last week is he's not he's turning the ball over. He's not putting the lines in positions for success. And today it finally it finally happened. Uh James Franklin benched him after of course a Sean Clifford turnover. Where uh, scoop and score by the uh, by the Nebraska defender puts points on the board and puts Penn State in a hole twenty four to three in the second quarter. They're down twenty one in the second quarter to Nebraska. Nebraska entered today's game or on Saturday's game zero and two. So you have two winless Blue Bloods going at it, like we talked about uh, earlier this week, and. And then the Will Levis show began, and Will Levis didn't do anything to put the Nittany Lions in jeopardy. Uh, He marched them down the field for a field goal opportunity where they made it, and then, you know, they they chipped away. Uh, The Penn State defense gave up only three points in less than 100 yards in the the second half. Now, that obviously wasn't the case in the first half, as they let Luke McCaffrey... uh, pretty much do whatever you wanted against them offensively the first couple series. But once Levis came in, it was the spark that Penn state needed uh, it, it, both on both sides of the football with, with Jason Owe talking about, you know, he's a guy that you just rally behind. And I don't know what that says about Sean Clifford because Sean Clifford's had a lot of success at quarterback at Penn state uh, over the course of his career uh, with last year. And then into this year, obviously not, not so much, but you look, you look at just the tale of two halves, for the Nittany Lions and the and the Cornhuskers, and the score going into the half is twenty seven uh, six. Nebraska was able to get a field goal uh, late going into the half. Penn State received the half in the second uh, in the in the second half. They received the kick, and you know twenty seven to six going into the half. Uh, Nebraska, for what it's worth, was only you know only up in the yardage department two hundred and three to one hundred ninety one. So you know, Penn State really wasn't that far off statistically, but it's the two turnovers that really, really impacted um, uh, Penn State. So you know you have that situation uh, with uh, with Levis coming in for Clifford, and it does provide that spark. They rode that spark to an offensive output in the, in the second half that re- that had not been seen the uh, The running game got going. They had 120 rushing yards in the second half, 125 yards in the first half, and Will Levis made good decisions, and I think that above all is really what helped Penn State get back into this into this game. They outscored Nebraska 17 to three in the first or in the second half, so the defense did its job. But the issue for the defense is how it starts, not how it finishes, because as much as you want to blame Sean Clifford and this, that, and the other thing it really comes down to the defense being able to do their jobs as soon as they hit the field uh, first. And, you know, Nebraska goes down and scores. And then they get, you know, and then they keep scoring. And that's where they run into issues. Now, the Huskers got 10 points off of those two turnovers. And I think that is important to note. Um, because you take those 10 points away, it's a 23-20 to game. Now, maybe Clifford doesn't go out of the game, if that's the case. And, um, and Levis is, is still not in there. But James Franklin was able to pull the trigger on that, and I think that speaks volumes because it had gotten to a point against Maryland where I, where I personally thought that uh, Clifford should have been benched, and, and Franklin just didn't do it. But turning the ball over is, is never good, and, and Penn State defensively really hasn't been able to, to generate turnovers themselves, even as Brandon Smith got their first t- turnover since the Indiana game. So I mean that's important too but it's it's the points it's giving up touchdowns when you're turning the ball over and that's two two games in a row where Clifford's had a fumble uh recovered for it for a touchdown and it's just just doing the little things right that everybody talks about every week and Penn State just has not been able to do that to put themselves to a point where they can actually win a football game now it's not all doom and gloom I think that they had a a pretty good performance rushing the ball Levis did some great things with his legs and I think the more more importantly is as you can see on his pass to Pratt Frymuth that went for 74 yards um, late in the game he cut his eyes downfield as he was avoiding rushers and that's something that Sean Clifford whether he's gun shy or, or what have you or lacks confidence and I think it could be a combination of of a lot of those things just was not able to do where he would tuck it too early he wouldn't give it enough time to develop. Um, in fact, there was a third down in, in the first half where there was a uh, tight end wide open in the end zone, and uh, Clifford threw it away through the uprights. So he's just the confidence. And when a quarterback lacks confidence, it's never good. And it just kind of steamrolled to the point where, you know, it, it turns the ball over, and he finds, his, he finds his way to the bench. And Levis did a good job. He... um it was a very good performance uh, by in his first extensive game type situation uh, in quite some time. So I think that's important um, for for Penn State going forward. Levis finished the game fourteen to thirty one, two hundred nineteen yards. Didn't find the end zone by way of his arm or his leg, for that matter. But he put Penn State in situations where they could be successful, and I think that is huge for them. He also got Pat Fryermuth involved in the game. Farm Youth had seven receptions for 113 yards, his longest, the 74-yard touchdown, or 74-yard reception. He finished a yard short of the touchdown on that play um, as he was looking behind him uh, for defenders. So getting those guys involved, I think, is important. Uh, Jahan Dotson only had two receptions for 27 yards, uh, and and they had single coverage on him for quite a bit of the game, but what tells me uh Penn State is turning in the right direction is the rushing game that it really struggled um throughout the first three games of the season uh Devin Ford 16 attempts 66 yards and a touchdown um uh, Will Levis had 18, 18 rushes 61 yards in in really um uh, quality tough runs. Uh, he's a much tougher much uh, harder runner to tackle than Sean Clifford could uh, Sean Clifford typically is cuz Holmes Four attempts, 50 yards. And Kevon Lee, who was that bulldozer type back for Penn State this game, 49 yards on eight attempts and a touchdown. So when you get uh, situations like that and you get performances like that, I think it bodes well uh, moving forward as Penn State prepares uh, to host Iowa next weekend. Learn more at marines.com. At 0-4 for the first time since 2001, Penn State hosts Iowa next weekend at Beaver Stadium. Uh, the Hawkeyes will come into the game 2-2 and in the Big Ten, 2-2 overall, uh, after taking down Minnesota, who is, uh, has surprisingly struggled this season. Um, they took down Minnesota 35-7 to with 21 fourth-quarter points coming on Friday night which is not ideal, obviously, for, for the Golden Gophers, as they have struggled mightily this year. So, I mean, the Hawkeyes are beatable at 2-2, two and two, um, and I really think that moving forward, obviously James Franklin's not going to say anything um, without looking at the tape, without talking to his staff and talking to um, his quarterbacks, but I find it hard to see or to say that Sean Clifford deserves a second chance at starting. Now, of course, injury might happen down the road to Levis, and you hope that that doesn't, but I, I don't think that Levis did anything to, to take away from him earning that job just on a game-by-game basis. Uh, the way that he performed, you know, he, he kept the team competitive, and that's not something that Penn State had really against Maryland with Clifford at the helm. So I think it's very important um, that Levis, that should Levis keep the starting position, um, I think Penn State has a very good chance uh, t- to beat Iowa. Um, the Hawkeyes come into the game with uh, two wins in a row, so they're right. They're they're hot. Their defense has given up a total of fourteen points in those two games after giving up a total of forty in the first two games. So, they're they're ready. The uh, the Kirk Ferentz bunch has, has figured it out, and I think to an extent Penn State has too. If they can avoid the lack of the, the bad starts, the, the getting off the bus or, or getting started with the game and struggling and giving up a multitude of yards offensively uh, or to the offense uh, of the opponent and just really hone in on, on coming out ready to play and, and getting those opposing teams off script early in the game, I think that's going to bode well uh, moving forward. Penn State and, and Iowa have, have always played each other tough um so it'll be it should be a good game and I feel like a broken record because I keep saying that Penn State's due for a breakthrough um and they should be uh you know looking ahead uh they there's no reason why they should be in four um but here we are and Penn State just really has not done enough um good on either side of the football to warrant a victory despite the play of Levis in the offense today so it's going to be interesting to see which Penn State team shows up because I think it's important to note that first half Penn State and second half Penn State are not the same team. It's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde um, kind of uh, program right now. And, you know, with Iowa coming to town, it's going to be tough. It's going to be one of those games that that is closer than, than you would expect um, despite Penn State coming in with a – um coming in with a losing record. And, and also, it, it's it's pure desperation. I know that I've mentioned this quite some time. Um, it's going to be important for them to to start winning because at this point, another loss, and they don't have their the chance at a winning record, uh, is gone. And that's something that uh, hasn't been the case ever with Franklin or, or even under Bill O'Brien following the departure of Joe Paterno um, nine years ago. So it's going to be important for them to start winning because the last thing I would expect them to, to one in happy Valley is, is a losing record. And that's something that just really is very, very rare uh, as you look at it. So I think it's important to come out and, and be inspired and, and play. And to be honest with you, I didn't see that in the first half. Now they made the cut co- The they made the, the change at quarterback. And I think that was, that was what Penn state needed. That's what set the tone Ah uh, to come back in the second half and and really get back in that game, but back to Iowa, Kirk Ferentz has been there for a multitude of years, uh lots of success, and you know the last time that Penn State was beaten by Iowa was uh two thousand ten so Penn State has had their numbers now they're opposite sides of the uh the conference, so they don't play each other all the time, although they played each other um two thousand seventeen, eighteen, 2017, 18 and 19. So this will be the f- uh fourth year in a row that they have played and each game has been has been fairly close. Now 2016, uh they played and it was a 41-14 game for Penn State if we can remember back then. Um 2018, 30 to 24 Penn State and State College. 2019, 17 to 12. And then you know, it, it's just a situation where they need to to really, and, and in 2017, I'm sorry, 21-19 um, by way of the uh, the Nittany Lions. So it, it's going to be a situation where they need to come out ready to play from the outset, and if they're not, then I don't know that, that they're able to, to fight and claw back the way that they did. You would hope that, that the benching of Clifford and the insertion of Levis is – what the the team needed and it, they did of course they needed it today but I think moving forward it shows that that everybody's position is vulnerable if you're not performing they did make some changes um along the front line Caden Wallace got some extensive uh, extended time Will Fry's um moved down the line so it's important to note that the ions up front played very well they sprung it and they sprung a rushing game um for over 200 yards and I think that's going to be important moving forward too. So they're just they're right on the cusp of getting that first win. Um now obviously Iowa is a little bit better than Nebraska is at this point with Nebraska now 1 and 2 and Iowa 2 and 2. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they can really take that next step uh for the Nittany Lions. And if they can I think that's that's excellent. Um and really the way the 2020 is going, who knows what's going to happen? Um, because I think Penn State's due for, the, for their outbreak and that really the, the offense kind of just bursting through for, for everything that they really need. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see how they come out and play. Uh, obviously, the time hasn't been announced yet. I would expect with the way the Penn State has played, despite them getting ratings, it'll be a 12 or 3.30 game. Uh, also depends on what games are canceled or postponed so it'll be one of those situations uh moving forward but i think if penn state can come out inspired by the play of will levis if levis is the is a quarterback and he can be a good game manager and and not turn the ball over and have and the defense not let lead that to points i think it's going to bode very well for penn state as they look to get in the win column uh for the first time this season and avoid that own five start um for the first time in conference play since 2003 but for the we are podcast i thank you for listening as always this has been your host jared prugar and i look forward to speaking with you again later this week